Kina Mem Aleph, Shale Srufabesh. Uh, I want to just quickly recap the history over here, a little bit about what happened, and try to bring out an idea as it relates to us nowadays. So this is a famous one. It was written by Rav Meir Ben Baruch, known as the Mara Meratenberg, 1220 to 1293, the late Balitosos period. At that time, the Mara Meratenberg wanted to leave Germany where he lived, because there were pogroms, terrible living conditions for the Jews at that time. While trying to escape Germany, this is brought in the art school footnotes over here, uh, someone recognized him. He was trying to escape Germany to leave to Eretz Yisrael. And of course, another Yid turned him in. You know, it's amazing how that happens, our own kind, right? He told him he was put in jail by Emperor Rudolf I, a, uh, the Rush, who was one of his students, Maram Rottenberg students actually raised 23,000 talents of, I don't know what a talent is, but to pay the bail. And, uh, but it's famously known that the Maharab Rottenberg didn't allow himself to be ransomed based on different halachas. And uh, more specifically, this was written about the uh, 24 cartloads of Svarim that were burned in Paris in France, 1242. And that itself, stories within stories, there's a lot more history written on that. Just wanted to focus in over here. Obviously, the Maharami Rottenberg saw the answer to the Jewish people, to Am Yisrael, to be Eretz Yisrael. And he writes over here, in the end of the Kinnah, right? and Hashem one day is going to return his nation, Am Yisrael, back to their land and lift us up to our original greatness and grandeur. You know, we have Eretz Yisrael now. It's something that we often take for granted. We've all been there. Hopefully, if you haven't been there, then you got to go. You'd be surprised that there are people still that haven't been to Eretz Yisrael. And uh, there's a letter that I came across. I've been reading this book called The Prime Minister. written by Yehuda Avner, which gives the amazing history about what happened. I saw this letter. There's a letter I want to read. I saw it just a few weeks ago. Just a quick crash course in the history at that time in 1948. I mean, again, stories within stories, but just quick crash course, right? Palestine, Eretz Yisrael, was under the British mandate. As the Rub mentioned, the uh, British mandate was not the friendliest to the Jews. There were two underground. One was more above ground. One was underground. One was the Haganah, which was led by Ben-Gurion. The other one was the Irgun, led by Menachem Begin. They had different views about how to go around. But basically, these two militias, they had underground armies. And basically, they would go, and they were, their stated mission was, was to drive the British mandate out of Palestine. And this way, we could have a state for the Jewish people, and the Jews will start returning to their homeland. And again, this stories and stories to hijack trains. There was a hanging for a hanging. They used to do, uh, the stories are unbelievable. So at this time, in 1948, what happened was is the British mandate was planning on leaving uh, they had enough of the Irgun and the Haganah sabotaging things and hanging their soldiers and getting involved with things. And what they were doing is they were planning on leaving Eretz Yisrael. And the plan what it was really was this would create a vacuum. And what happened, they figured that the Arab nations are going to come and just decimate the Jews without the British mandate there, keep, keeping the peace, so to speak. So it would create a vacuum and the Jews would be decimated. And they, uh, that would be the end of it. 
So there's a letter in this book written over here. So there was this woman, her name is Esther Callengold, and they, uh, she actually wa she was living in Yerushalayim at that time, and she, she was excited, the author writes, so she was excited to join the Haganah and be stationed in the old city. So at that time, more specifically, what was going on in the old city, there was a siege around Yerushalayim. It was starvation conditions. They had no food. They had no intel. They weren't able to reach out. The main road that led to Tel Aviv was completely blocked. And in the old city itself was another blockade, which was even worse than the rest of Yerushalayim, because they were completely, completely cut off, as the author writes. I knew that he was around at this time as well. He says, I knew that there was around 2,000 Jews left in that ancient wall wall, the most ancient wall in the world, most of, the old, most of them old and pious. Arab irregulars had been hammering at them incessantly for months, and a bare 300 poorly armed Jewish fighters, less than 200 Haganah, and 100 ear goods stood between them and certain massacre. The British were patrolling everything in the guise of neutrality, but really it was terrible. They were killing Jews, they were starving Jews, it was, it was a horrible thing. So uh, this letter uh, was written by this woman, Esther, and she, it was the last thing that she penned uh, that made it out the, to her family back in Britain. So she writes, uh, they have this letter over here. Uh, this was written in uh, May 28th. Dear mommy and daddy and everybody, if you get this at all, it will be, I suppose, typical of all my hurried, messy letters. I am writing it to beg of you that whatever may have happened to me, you will make the effort to take it in the spirit that I want and to understand that for myself I have no regrets. We have had a bitter fight. I have, I have tasted of Gehenna, but it has been worthwhile because I'm quite convinced that in the end we'll see a Jewish state and the realization of our longings. I shall be only one of many who fell in sacrifice and I was urged to write this because one in particular was killed today who meant a great deal to me. Because of the sorrow I felt, I want you to take it otherwise, to remember that we were soldiers and, at this, and had the greatest and noblest causes to fight for. God is with us. I know in his holy city, and I am proud and ready to pay the price it may cost to reprive it. Don't think I have taken unnecessary risks that does not pay when manpower is short. I hope you have a chance, I hope you may have a chance of meeting any of my co-fighters who survive if I do not, and that you will be pleased and not sad of how they talk of me. Please, please do not be sadder than you can help. I have lived my life fully if brief, and I think this is the best way, short and sweet. Very sweet it has been here in our own land. It swells me up. I hope you have. I hope you shall enjoy. From I hope you shall enjoy from Mimi and Usher the satisfaction you missed in me. Let it be without regrets, and then I too shall be happy. I am thinking of all you, every single one of you in the family, and I am full of pleasure at the thought that you will one day, very soon, I hope, come and enjoy the fruits that for which we are fighting. Much, much, much love. Happy. Remember me in happiness. Shalom Hitchrout, your loving Esther. So for me, it's amazing reading this letter. And when I read it initially, I began to swell up as well what, we've, what we have in our possession nowadays and what people gave their lives to sacrifice 
for such a thing. Right now we have six and a half million Jews back in Eretz Yisrael. According to some censuses, there's only 12 million Jews in the world. That's Rov of Am Yisrael. That's majority of the Jewish nation back in Eretz Yisrael, which is, it's an incredible thing. I mean, any one of us has to ask us, and I'm included in this, what are we doing here? Right? I mean, if not, FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, the best shirim in all, any type you want, you know, lomdis, chasidis, litvish, whatever, whatever you want, nigla v'nister, chachamim, tzadikim. Another thing, you know, Rav Moshe has the tshuva. Rav Moshe says, the same Gemara says, you should tear kriya when you see the uh, the base of Mikdash Becharvasa, right? You have to tear Kriya. Says also Yerushalayim, you should tear Kriya if you see it in ruins. But uh, Ramosha has a tshuva, why don't we tear when we uh, go to Yerushalayim? It's because Yerushalayim is not considered in ruins anymore. So you don't have to tear. It's an incredible thing, right? Yerushalayim Habanuya, it's not, it's not going to be what it's going to be ultimately when Mashiach ben David comes and reveals himself to the world. But certainly nowadays, and I've said this in previous years, Regardless of your opinion, beautiful, precious stones, precious stones. It says, the Navi Yeshaya says, one day they're going to build Yerushalayim nicer than it ever was, with precious stones, precious gems and precious stones. That Jerusalem sandstones were exported throughout the entire world. Precious stones. The last parak in a, uh, I was just thinking as I just jotted this down over here, is the last, the last parak in Sefer Yechezkel, it talks about how a, uh, there's going to be a, uh, these healing waters, these amazing mikvah waters, apparently. A stream is going to emerge from under Harabias, and these waters are going to spread out, and it's going to be Ali Latrufa. Any leaf that touches it is going to be healed. It's going to be amazing healing. These waters are going to spread out to the entire world. I mean, it's known recent history within the last 10 years, the stream is back under Harabias, and a, uh, there's a stream that's actually slowly emerging from Harabias. So it's all simani Liga'ula, right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, it's funny, I was re- we were reading the Haftorah earlier tonight, and I was looking at it in English as we, were, as we were reading it. And sometimes I wonder, and maybe this could be testament just how far, how much I'm missing out, right? right I think it's the Mishnah in Sota, Nitto Tama Peris, right? Uh, the, world, the, the sky got darker, the fruit tastes bad, you know? In a, uh, over here in the Haftorah, Right? I shall utter, it's just uh, from Yirmiyo, right? I'll just read in English. I shall utterly destroy them. The words of Hashem, there will be no grapes on the grapevines and no fig on the fig tree. The leaf will wither and what I have given them will pass away. Right? If you go to the Shomron, right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, what's the greatest sign of the Gula? When grapes grow in the Shomron. When you have vineyards growing in the Shomron. Right? And I wonder, like, is this, rel- I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really say this, but I wonder, like, it seems like we've turned a new leaf, almost, that here he's saying there's going to be no grapevines, and there wasn't. For 2,000 years, there wasn't any grapevines, until the Jews started to come back to Eretz Yisrael, resettle the land. Right? It says, right, not only do we need the land, the land needs us. I believe Asher Halper once told me that I think the Turks did a... Uh, census on how many people could the land actually tolerate. I think you told me something like a million, 600,000. What was it? 600,000. 600, now we have six and a half million. 
six and a half million. Right? It says the Mi Ka'amcha Yisrael Goy Echad Ba'aretz. Right? Who is like Am uh, Yisrael, one nation in the land? It doesn't mean Artsot Habrit. Doesn't mean here. Right? It means in Eretz Yisrael. When we're in Eretz Yisrael, then we're properly considered a tzibur. We're properly considered one nation. Right? And the Zohar says on that, right? Zeb lo zeh lo nikra echad. Am Yisrael without Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael without Am Yisrael is not considered one. That both the Jewish people and the land, we both need each other. And that's why for 2,000 years they couldn't get anything to grow in the Shomron. But now we have some of the finest wines in the entire world coming from Eretz Yisrael. I mean, there's dozens of sukkim. I'm not going to, one day, right, it says one day that there's going to be old, old men. I said this last year as well. There's going to be old men and children running in the streets. Baruch Hashem, we have old age homes and nursing homes in Yerushalayim. Things that, amidst the destruction, Hashem had lifted up. Yirmiel, Yechezkel, Yeshaya. To our generation now, to what's going to be, and even beyond, obviously. They saw 2,000 years into the future, to the times that we're living in now. As the famous Gemara, I guess we'll just end with this, right? As the famous Gemara says, right? If the, if the beginning is true, the end is true. Hakiba nechamtani, hakiba nechamtani.